It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Yeah, good evening. This is Love Sport Radio with your Tottenham Hotspur fan show. We've got a bit of a bit of an injury hit squad at the moment. I mean, we're, we're missing quite a few, aren't we? There's quite a few, but you know, the Spurs squad, as in real life, is strong. To contrary to reports, it is a very, very strong squad. We've got, we've got the number one squad in the building. This Do you get what I mean? Macaniga, he's are back. You? Where, where you been? I'm back, baby. Uh, I had a midwinter break uh, to Miami. That's where you know you're um, up a middle. You're <laughs> no, up a middle when you go in Miami. No, it's business it's actually. It's, it's business. And then last week I had to work as well. So uh, unfortunately I wasn't around. But uh, you get more sense when I'm not around, I think. Yeah. And uh, Chris Cowling, King of the Roof Cassettes. Good evening. Back in the building. Yeah. Got plenty of, you've got a bit of an update for us this evening, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, got a bit of uh, stadium update, yeah. Fair yes. play, fair play. Uh, plenty on the way this evening. Of course, we're looking uh, ahead to the game against Burnley, talking all things Chelsea in the Europa League. I'm going to be keeping you up to date with what goes on in the roads as well because there are some serious problems in West London this evening ahead of the game at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea, of course, taking on Malmo in the Europa League. Uh, Arsenal are 2-0 up in their Europa League targets. Bate Borisov. Who? 49 minutes gone there. Um, Arsenal lead by two goals to one, which means that one goal for Bate uh, will put them through on away goals. That'd be epic, wouldn't it, Bate? Come on, Bate. Come on, Bate. <laughs> anyway, let's go straight to the lines. Dave has given us a call. 0208 70 25 How are you, Dave? Yeah, I'm very well, actually. And uh, good evening to, to all you boys there. And you good right, evening to you, Chris. Hello, Dave. You all right? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm fine, and uh, I'm gr- I watched the or listened to the last up- update, and I listened to all your updates, obviously, because they're very informative. And uh, I liked all the lights around the around the uh, the ground with all the numbers on. Mm. And uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's going to be interesting. I just hope the away fans don't put them out. <laughs> <laughs> that's the bit I was worrying about. But um, anyway, I think the burning question is, when are we going to get into this fantastic stadium? Because everyone's so desperate to get in there. But um, looking at your video, I think it's still, we're still a little way away. And, uh, it, you know, the, the months are ticking by. And, you know, it, March does look a bit barren. If you, if you look at the fixture this after the Arsenal game, the Palace game is going to be postponed. Mm. And uh, we, couldn't be, we might not be playing there at all after the 2nd of March till April. What? So, I mean, can't they get their act together to uh, get these test events done? What made you think, Dave, that um, it didn't look ready? Because uh, to me, I thought that they were putting a lot of the final touches um, well, in at the final moment. Final touches, Chris, have been going on for a long time. They mm. have been going on for a long time. They're still they're still doing uh, stuff for the away fans for the um, you know the paving. I, I see you saying, and 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 obviously the panels, but. Um, Always talk yeah, about the panels. Yeah, I just, um, you know, I've I've got my doubts, but I, you you said earlier that you might have a little update for everybody. So um, hopefully, um, you've got some good news for later for us for later. Yeah, we're 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 going to be bringing you an update a little bit later on. Uh, in terms of the on-field stuff, um, uh, uh, Dave, what do you make of uh, the early return of Harry Kane? We're expecting, um, you know, him to be available in the next sort of seven days. But Pochettino says he may be available for Saturday's clash with Burnley. I reckon he's going to start him on the bench, uh, and I think if, if everything goes to plan, then obviously he won't be required to come on. Um, he was obviously keeping in the wings for the you know the big games Chelsea away and Arsenal home and Dortmund away. So if we can we can win at Burnley without him, then uh, which we've we've obviously won four games without him. We've got 100 percent record without Harry. It's, am- know, it's amazing. Uh, who forecast that? It's, am- it's amazing stat shows, isn't it, Dave? With uh, with yeah, Nando up top and Son and what what they've been doing without Harry well, and the amount yeah. of uh, the amount of affecting games, not just goals or assists, but the effects that Nando has had on the team. But I'll be honest with you. I mean, I've I've seen a couple of videos been posted by Tottenham Hotspur um, this week and also uh, in, uh, you know privately from Harry Kane. He looks. He looks raring to go. He's three oh, sure goals. He he's go. three goals behind Sergio Aguero and Salah in the Premier League. He'll be absolutely ripping to get onto that pitch. And I actually think he's going to start him, to be brutally honest. That's just my gut really? feeling. I think he's he going to start him, get, some, get 50, 60 minutes into his legs uh, for, for, for the running. I, I, I personally would be very surprised if Harry Kane uh, participates in the Burnley game at all. I think, oh, yeah. I, I, Interesting. I think he'd be on the bench. And, uh, yeah, I think he'd be on the bench. I, I, I think, you know, I don't we want him used. Him. No, no. You, we, well, we don't. Well, unless we do need him, obviously, if things aren't going to plan, then we'll have to bring him on. But say, you know, say, it's nice to have him in reserve. Save him for the big games. We've got Chelsea away. We've got Arsenal then at Wembley, and yeah. then we've got Dortmund away. And we we need the likes of Harry Kane for those three games. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not saying I don't disagree with either of you on that. But I think that the where I'm coming from is getting the games into his legs. You know, he hasn't played now for what a month or five weeks or so, and actually getting maybe 20 minutes. Maybe he does come off off the bench or get some 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 time on his legs. But I, all I'm saying is it would not surprise me. Harry would be chomping at the bit to get back in that side. Oh, he is. And yeah, and although I we think... I kind of agree with both of you. Actually, we, we probably don't 
I can't believe I'm saying this. We don't need Harry Kane. <laughs> I'm not quite sure that I'm saying that right. But you know, the reality is, you know, I don't. I just don't want us to uh, to uh, to mess up against Burnley. It is such a crucial game in really? the grand scheme of things this weekend. They've just had a fantastic turnaround and form. I don't think they've. Uh, uh, lost Never more lost than one game, or yeah, yeah. Exa- exactly, this, yeah, exactly this year yeah. since Christmas. So you know they've had uh, they've had some good results themselves, and they've started to be difficult to grind down. So, like I say, it wouldn't surprise me if Kane does actually start. Brilliant, well, brilliant stuff, Dave. Thank you uh, very cheers, much for the call this evening. I hope you and the uh, the missus are keeping well, pal, uh, because uh, he's, he's quite the romantic, is our Dave, you know that. Yeah, say hello to June for us, Dave. Say hello to June. Oh, he's, yes. he's quite the romantic. To June. Took her out for a thigh last week. Oh. Uh, thank you very much for your call this evening, Dave. 0208 70 258. Come on and have your say this evening. We've got no set music theme this evening. No, but Baffling. We've, we've we've got a little surprise coming up in the show later on, Aaron. Um, yeah. If you bear with me, with a, with a new, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it there. We, we, I know Paddy's going to be talking and 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 singing um, and uh, Paddy's going to be singing. He, he might be singing later if I can get my way. But uh, yeah, we'd we'd definitely be uh, doing something around erasure. Let's let's put it that way. Let's let's just leave it there for a minute. Erasure. Think, right. Hold that thought. <laughs> I, I don't want to know. Anyway, yeah, if you want to, uh, if you want to suggest a track or something this evening, o two o eight seventy twenty five five at last word on Spurs. Plenty on the way this evening. Get involved. This program was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. You wait till later on, listeners. I'm telling you, this is gonna rock the new stadium. Don't don't you worry about that. It will be revealed later on about quarter past eight. Been working on something with a couple of other people, which all will be. Have you been in the studio? Ain't been it. Well, I'm in the studio now, so uh, you're going to get to see my dulcet tones. No, no, I've just been getting a pen out and a bit of, you know, a bit of marker and a couple of other, a couple of other guys. We we, we reveal it a bit later on. But I just wanted to pick up on something that Dave said before, if I may, uh, about kind of Kane starting potentially on the bench and and actually Chris uh, pick you uh, bring you in as well, talking about maybe you won't even have a, uh, a a part to play in terms of Kane. But I know that Sonny's done amazingly well. But but would you not think that? Sonny has done brilliantly, but he's also quite tired also. And we're going to need to have some options for Burnley. I just think that Kane might need to get some, uh, some I don't know, some minutes, if you like, into his legs. Do you not, do you not think that Pochettino would be thinking that? Well, with Sonny playing so well, um, four in his last four since returning from the Asian Cup, um, he's been in terrific form, absolutely brilliant. Um, every professional footballer, when they're scoring goals, they just want to keep playing games. Yeah. And, 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 he, and he will do. And we've had a we've had this break, um, so they can't say they're tired. We've had a, a no, nice... that is true actually. Yeah, was it ten days? Been yeah, ten days. Ten, ten day break going into the Burnley game, and what a great position um, for Pochettino and uh, you know all the Spurs us fans as well to say, oh, actually put Harry Kane on the bench and uh, bring him on if we need to. Yeah, I mean I, I do see what you're saying. I mean if you look at Fernando Llorente um, and how he's come uh, not come of age but how he's done what he's done so far for Tottenham I mean he scored that trick against uh, was it Tranmere mm. um, in the cup and people were just saying oh you know it's Tranmere and then he, then he come on and people calling the Spanish lamppost and, and whatever it might be but actually I just want 
wanted to have a look, and this is uh, for for uh, for Jason as well. He's obviously uh, the Oracle. He's not here with us tonight. But having a look at Loriente, twenty appearances this year, uh, this season for Tottenham Hotspur, seven goals. Yep. Uh, obviously a hat trick against Tranmere. We get that four assists. But this is the stat that I was most impressed with. Not even just you know them sorts of stats. It's the games that he's affected. Let, let's have a listen to this. Burnley, he affected that game when mm. we were 93rd minute winner, I think, Ericsson. He had come on off the bench, he affected that game. Chelsea in the 2-2, yes, we lost in the in the Carabao Cup, but he affected that yeah. game massively. Dortmund, that is a big goal, yeah. lads. Do you not agree? That is a big 2-0, amazing result. 3-0, we're kind of, well, we're Spurs, so let's be careful, but we're kind of out of sight. Leicester. Uh, come on, affected that game with a, with a goal and an assist. Newcastle with a uh, with a clinical, if you like, assist yeah. for for Son, and also Watford in the two one win. So the the game that he's come on and he's played a part in, and also that he started, he's actually been fantastic, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it's so nice to be in this position. And uh, you know, when Lorente uh, used to come on, and uh, you know, he'd be waiting to come on, and a lot of fans would be like. Oh, not Lorente. And and now, you know, he come on against Dortmund and people were quite excited about him coming on and what was it? You know, two minutes and then and then he grabbed a goal and uh, Great header as well. Yeah, he certainly is doing the job at the moment and it and it's so nice to see him and Son being involved in so many goals, certainly while Harry Kane's been out. Absolutely, and it's quite interesting as well. Here, Dave, uh, who called in earlier, and obviously your, your views as well, we're talking about, oh, should Harry Kane start, or should he be on the bench? Yeah. We wouldn't have been saying, we'd have been crying like, six <laughs> weeks ago, oh, where's Harry Kane? Yeah. I just want to uh, ask you, uh, actually, if I can, Chris, as well, the the the, the, the opportunity Lorente had, I think it was against Fulham, I, I might be wrong, but where he glanced a header, and it, and it went wide, mm-hmm. and everyone was on his back. The Dortmund goal was very similar. And again, you know, that getting your eye in, that bit of confidence in you, playing more games, it makes a massive difference, doesn't it? Yeah, and and you said earlier about, you know, Hattrick against Tranmere. It don't matter who the goals are against. It's, it's all about confidence and it's all about scoring goals. You know, strikers don't care who, who you're scoring against. It's just, you know, they just want to score. It's true. Um, but Lorente is an extremely good header of a ball. And certainly when he played for Swansea, he scored most of his goals with his head. And uh, I don't think that we've played to Lorente's strengths um, in the past. And I think that we've had to uh, adapt things. And, uh, you know, certainly it was a good goal against Dortmund. But it was a good delivery in. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And I think he's been fantastic. Now, with Kane back, uh, I did mention before the break that, uh, you know, he's got 14 goals in the Premier mm. League this year. Burnley away, he, he, he tends to take... Burnley apart uh, yeah. uh, away from home um, and obviously he will be chomping at the bit you you know Kane you watch him week in week out and you know the character we all know his character he's, he's a winner and he wants to win the best number nine in the world do, do you think that he generally won't play a part at all I hope Saturday? he doesn't I hope he doesn't I think we need to save him for those three very important games we've got a, massive um, fixtures on the way they're big yeah. fixtures yeah what have we got what fixtures have we got we've got Chelsea after obviously, that Burnley Saturday we've got Burn- oh, Burnley but uh, again just just on the Burnley piece I mean you know before we go into fixtures and Jason will be rolling his eyes right now of, oh, just <laughs> you know, one game at a time but if we beat Burnley right, if we beat Burnley and it's a big if sometimes with Spurs we go two points off the top of the league in, in in coming into March with everything that we've been in actual fact, do you know what? Do you know what? Listen, forget that. Forget what everything that we've been thrown at. We've gone two points if we beat Burnley. Uh, uh, you know, behind Man City because we're in the same games, and Liverpool have Manchester United yeah. away on the weekend. I and mean, what are you thinking, Chris? I mean, we we can do this, can't we? I feel very excited about it, but I I do think that um you know we need to 
calm down a little bit and take one game at a time. Oh, um, you're doing a Jace. I'm you're sorry, doing an Oracle. I'm, I'm sorry to sound boring, but <laughs> you have got to beat Burnley. And um, we all know as Spurs fans that, you know, when we've got these chances, we need to take them. And perhaps we haven't taken them um, in the past. Um, but Burnley away is the first game. And that's why I think that it's so important that, you know, if, if Harry Kane was to be used in the Burnley game, let it just be the last 10 minutes. Yeah, you know? get 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 the get a bit of rustiness out yeah. of the legs. But no more. Um unless we really need it. Um, because we've got massive games coming up. We've got Chelsea away, Arsenal home, Dortmund away. Um, you know, the chance of moving in that stadium, you know, hopefully that will happen. Um but what is the fixtures what is the fixtures looking like now with the Palace and the and the Berm and the well, Brighton and all I that mean, sort it, of after the Arsenal because you, cause you talk there, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Aaron, but you you talk there about kind of massive games against Dortmund and look, don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not sitting here on my hammock already, mm. but we're freeing it up. You know, we, we yeah. score one goal uh, and they got to score five. Yeah. You know, I I, I, I don't want to say it out loud, but I'm going to. I'm backing the team. Yeah. I think that's done. Yeah. So I don't think that is a massive Ch- game Chelsea as much as Arsenal. what it could have been. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, Chelsea and Arsenal, massive games. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. Burnley's a massive game. It's mm-hmm. the next game. So it's a big one. But there are the, the, the Chelsea and Arsenal ones, they're not just about winning. They, you, you, it's, it's everything, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they, yeah. Them games are, are what... Uh, you know, we all get excited about, and you know, when a goal goes in, you, you're celebrating like you know a madman, and uh, mm. they, those are the games we will live for, and those are very, very important to to win. And going, you know, away to Chelsea, you know, Chelsea have got their own problems at the moment. Um, you know, Arsenal, do you reckon they'll win tonight? Chelsea, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, but, he's, he's made quite a few changes to their lineup, but do, do, do you reckon they'll win tonight? Do you reckon they'll 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 be all right at the weekend? I mean, they've got the no. The <laughs> to, to be honest, Aaron, I don't care whether they win or not. I know, but you you might not care. But it's it's interesting. You're looking at the rest of the league. You're you're going to say you don't care. Are you telling me as a, as a Spurs fan? Yeah, you're, but you're not taking any pleasure from the from what's going on at Chelsea. As long as we win, that's all I care about. I don't care about the results about uh, other teams. As long as we get the result against Chelsea, that's all I care about. I don't care about Arsenal or Chelsea uh, competing in the Europa League. No. I think from where I care about is the fact that uh, Chelsea have got tonight. I think they should get through. They're playing Malmo, and they already tune it up or whatever from the first leg. Um, and uh, you know, yeah, he's made some changes, but that's probably in 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 light of the fact that he's playing Man City in the in the cup final on uh, on Sunday. And I think City could run them ragged, to be honest, like mm. they did before. They, and, if, ch- and, if, and that's what I saw him. But that's what I'm interested in as a Spurs fan because if they get run ragged on a Sunday, they got a, they got a pick themselves up against a heavy defeat, run ragged, tired, and then Tottenham come into town. And we all, we've already seen, if you're following social media, and I'm sure all of our listeners are, um, they're worried. They're worried. They're worried. Yeah. And that's, as long as we're getting in their head, that's all I care about, you know? Um, we are going to take a pause. 0208 70 That is the number to call this evening. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. Um, should we have a stadium update? Oh, yes. Chris Cowling, talk to me. The stadium is looking absolutely fantastic. Did you pop down on Saturday, did you? I did. Yeah. I popped down yesterday as well. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah um, but um, I have actually heard from people that work there um, today that they have actually got two uh, test events penciled in um, I know the media have said the 16th and 23rd um, but the dates the staff have been given are the 16th and the 30th of March we don't actually have any home matches um, at all and when I say home matches um, either you know at the new stadium or at Wembley Stadium um, so we've got no home matches planned at all in March now 
this is how I see it. Um, if those test events go ahead on the 16th and 30th, and they're very successful, uh, blah, 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 um, April, that brings us on to the 6th of April, um, Brighton at home. Now, obviously, they are playing Millwall away in the FA Cup on the 17th of March. Now, I know there's a lot of ifs, buts, maybes here, um, but this is, this is possible. So if the Brighton game is rearranged, and obviously we've got the rearranged fixture as well, Crystal Palace, which was meant to be played on the 17th of March, um, we are left with um, Huddersfield, West Ham um, and Everton on the final day of the season. And then, of course, the two rearranged fixtures, Palace and Brighton. Um, if, the, if that all worked out well, 13th of April is when we would open the stadium against Huddersfield. If Tottenham um, do the business against Dortmund uh, and their second, the, the second leg of the quarter-final is at home, we would then play that, that game um, at the new stadium as well. So not only would we get a Champions League game in, um, at least one, we would have the five Premier League games at the new stadium. And, and I mean, yes, there's a lot of permutations about that sort of stuff, Chris, but, but you've, you are the man that's been down that stadium probably more times than the bloody workers, excuse my, excuse my <laughs> French. You know, it, 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 you, you've seen it, you've seen it develop, you're talking to the people, you're the man on the ground there, along with, with a good friend of the show as well, Alistair Gold, uh, as you know. What, what is your feeling on this, Chris? I don't know. Um... I was very excited, um, but I do speak to a lot of builders and um, a lot of the builders are very negative down there. And if mm. you ask a lot of them, they, they, they will tell you that we're never planning here this season. Really? Um, but they have been doing a lot of tests and particularly the, the last few visits of mine down there, it does seem that things have come on an awful lot. They are putting a lot of finishing touches mm. to the stadium now. Um, they are talking about test events, but I'm not getting excited about the test events um, yet because I've heard this all before. Yeah. Um, when when was the last test events penciled in though, and, and and also coinciding with the fact that they on our tickets for for, for our season tickets, mm. they normally give you kind of three or four games worth of cash back or two or three games in advance cash back. And this time I've only done it once with the yeah. Arsenal game. So well, it's kind of like, I don't know, are we putting two and two together and come up with five, which is quite easy no, for me I, to do? I, I think it's, uh I think it's a great situation um, uh, for the club to be in at the moment with uh, just announcing the, the Arsenal game at Wembley. Um, they didn't go uh, beyond that because mm. they, they do feel, you know, they must feel that we're very confident in getting in there very soon. Yeah, um, A lot of tests have gone on. Um, there's been rumours that um, a lot of the tests have fouled, but um, they're redoing those and they're putting, they're putting things right. And they must feel extremely confident. But um, with this whole FA Cup uh, thing with, uh, with Brighton... Yeah. Um, we almost want them to win, don't we? We do. Brighton, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We want it's... that game to be rearranged because um, we would then get a, a minimum of five Premier League games in. The other thing as well, I mean, you know, you go home and away, season ticket holder forever. You know, I've been a season ticket holder for, for about six years now myself. When do they normally come out with the new season ticket renewals? I mean, I know it was done slightly different last year because of the situation with the new stadium. But ultimately, you're, 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 you're obviously hoping and praying, aren't you, if you're Daniel Levin and, 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 uh, and Donna and the rest of the guys, yeah. that that we can be in the new stadium before they have to renew the season tickets because otherwise that's going to be another nightmare, isn't it? Well, I know everyone connected to Tottenham, um, the workers, and especially us fans, are extremely disappointed. We all thought that we were going to move in there 
on the 15th of September. We all thought that we were just going to play that one game at home, uh, well, sorry, at Wembley against Fulham. And we all thought that we were going to be returning home, mm. you know, down the high road and uh, walking into a fantastic new arena. And Getting a bit of Chick King on the way. Exactly. Um, but Big up. <laughs> it, it, it hasn't been the case. And uh, but, but what I can say on the upside is that when people do set foot in there, they will be wowed, they will be amazed, and you'll, you'll be walking around the whole day um, just just incredibly amazed by it all. When, when, I, when I watched your update when you went in there pre-NFL games, mm. it wasn't an update, it was the one before when you actually, yeah. it was the uh, 6,000... Um, uh, and the South Stand. Yeah, and, the South Stand. Yeah. Uh, and I was watching your update and watching your video and you explained it. I actually had tears in my eyes. And that's, I, A lot I of people did. Yeah, I know, but they had tears in their eyes from, from being in, in the stadium. I had tears in my eyes from watching yeah. it because I just, I can just see us winning I, again, this might be naive and this is stupid, happy clapping or Mr. Uh, optimistic, but I can just see us winning all the rest of our games. Like, I think it's absolutely massive for, for the entire season to come together at the time when mm. you need it most, with <coughs> Harry Kane coming back, yeah. with Delhi coming back to full fitness, with uh, one foot in the, dare I say, quarterfinals of the Champions League. Mm. Potential with five points. Let's go with where we are now. We're five points off the top of the Premier League to get into that stadium, Chris. Yeah. Right now, listeners, let's, let's listen to this right now. To get into that stadium at a time when we can go uh, uh, Saturday, Wednesday, or, or, or Saturday, Sunday, uh, sorry, Wednesday, Sunday games, home games, mm. back to back. We've played more away games than anyone else. So we've got a load of home games coming up at the back end of the season. Yeah. You look at them fixtures. What have we got in, in that new stadium? Brighton? Palace, yep. Huddersfield, Everton, yep. talk and, to and me, West Ham. They are, they are all Cut. five winnable games. They are winnable games. I know, Jason, I know it, you'll be going one game at a time, but guys, come on. You're football <laughs> fans, right? We are football fans, listeners, aren't we? To dream, to dare is to do, to dare is to dream, in my opinion. And quite frankly, if we can get in there at that time, yeah. I, I, I just send him over the edge here, Chris. Well, if it is the Huddersfield game, um, it would be in between the Liverpool and Manchester City home, uh, sorry, away games. So it would be before the Manchester City away game. So what a lift it would give all of the fans, all of the club, oh everyone connected to, to Tottenham. Um, it'd be it'd be massive. But you're right. When when I actually spoke to a lot of fans in an empty stadium, there were six thousand fans in there that day, empty stadium. And you're right, Lee. People were um, had tears in their eyes. Um, people were extremely happy, laughing and joking, having a beer in an empty stadium. You imagine that stadium <laughs> imagine when that it? is full. It is incredible. I mean, we're, we're, I'm, I'm in the wall, so uh, I'm pleased to say that I, I, I managed to get my ticket in the wall, and and I absolutely cannot. It's like being a, I don't know, like the the feeling of Father Christmas coming again. You know, yeah. that's why it's so important to get back in there on the site of the old White Hart Lane, the new White Hart Lane, the Tottenham Stadium. It's I mean, funny enough, I was actually watching. You know the 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 um, the, the farewell to the lane video, the lane, the finale. Mm. I was actually watching that yesterday. You know, a lot of the players coming out and Daniel Levy's like sort of speech yeah. that he talks about him being a custodian and him being applauded when they they you know when, when I was actually at the game as well. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah. an away fan. I was one of the, probably the only away great fans game. That great result, that wasn't it, Aaron? It's, it's, it's amazing what happens. To, it's, a, it's amazing what happens to Manchester day. United when we're closing people's grounds. <laughs> West Ham done us and and, and and Spurs done us. But you know, I was probably one of the only away fans sitting there, and I was, I was sitting there, and and you know, the pitch announcer is is, is, is is you know so there's a message from Daniel Levy, and everyone started cl- chapping, uh, clapping it. That'd be I want to know, quite you, wouldn't it? I'd, I'd love to know how many fans are clapping him now. Um, you know, because it's it, and I don't think anyone anticipated that that. 
game feels so long ago now. It, it, it was it was long ago. I mean, I, I will count it's it out. Two years. Yeah, I know, and I I I'll count out a little bit by you know the disappointment. You know, you're, you're, pe- people are always disappointed, aren't they, when things don't go of expectations? And I, and I've said on on this very show before, and, and obviously on social media as well, that there's no doubt the communication. I'm sure you agree with this, Chris. Right, the communication from the club could have been so much more, so much better around the whole new statement. I think. I think the major issue has been is kind of expectations. It's almost like, I think somebody might have said it on the show last week or certainly on social media, if they'd have set everyone's expectations to go, we're two years out, and then we got in there five games before the end season, that would have been like a, a, yeah. an unbelievable piece. But what I would say about the custodian and, and the last game of the season at the lane, and w- without a shadow of a doubt, the best, best place I've ever been, ever, at that last game at uh, 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 the stadium is uh, Nick Martin, my, one of my best mates. It was his 40th birthday that day as well. He couldn't make it up. Emotional. But it was emotional. It was fantastic. I think that's the feeling. I don't know what you get, Chris. That's the feeling that we're going to feel yeah. when we go into the new stadium. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're home, and that is massive. Whoever it's against. Whoever that's... it's against, it is, it is special. And uh, and as, as I say, I've been to... I'm quite geeky about stadiums. You know, even when I'm abroad, I go and visit stadiums. Um, and the amount of stadiums I've been to, nothing compares to this. You know, Tottenham have taken um, great features from a lot of great stadiums. Mm. The, wall, the wall with uh, inside the stadium Amazing. where it's got like all of the different programmes and all that sort of yeah, stuff yeah. on it. And, all, you know, all, the centre spot and, yeah. you know, the bar and it just... This is why it has taken a lot longer, as well as all of the building work issues yeah. and so on and so forth. But hopefully, we'll be able to appreciate that when, when we get in there. Definitely. We will carry on talking all things Spurs next. 0208 70 25 if you want to get involved. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio. Your fan station. No cheese. Funny enough, do you know what? I had um, I had a tweet in this week from not uh, cheese again. What do you mean not cheese? You weren't even here for. The I cheese. wasn't. I I listened though. I listened. Yeah, I know, but you weren't here, were it's you? Got pretty Macanina. cheesy, to be fair. Um, Mr. Pot. Oh my oh, word! Like, so, listeners, this. what's just happened is Chris Cowling <laughs> has just got a classic. With Jacob's crackers and giving them to Aaron. I mean, that is absolutely I mean, amazing. I'll be honest with you. Let's put it on social like, media. I'm 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 not the most you know, as you know, I'm not the most adventurous with cheese. Yeah. I mean, this is possibly one of the most incredible gifts anyone's Macanega, <laughs> if you want if you want to open in the break. If you want to crack on, mate, you crack That's, on. That looks lovely. Mate, Chris, what, what, a gentleman, what a gentleman. I've got to tell you, I had a tweet in from uh, from Joe you know Dustin. Do you know Dustin? Dustin. No, you, you, Macanega, do you know Dustin? I, I don't know. He doesn't know. You know Dustin, don't you? 
Do uh, I? I call her from America. He called us. Oh, yes. Called us yes, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. called you last um, week, actually. Yeah, sorry, sandwich. Dustin. Sorry, buddy. A cheese sandwich, cheese Dustin. Sandwich. Um, he actually tweeted me, and I've got I've got to find the tweet, but he, he was talking about how uh, the, cheese, the cheese had no actual effect on him. But uh, on a pony in a grilled cheese sandwich at night, his wife had a, a, a dream about disposing of a dead body. <laughs> and so he's ever so slightly concerned. So thank you to young Dustin for... Uh, for, for, for getting involved this evening. Um, thank you to everyone getting involved this evening on social media as well. Chris saying he's looking forward to the podcast. So whenever you're, um, so whenever you're listening to this, Chris, uh, hi. You'll be loving it, How mate. You'll be loving it. Yeah. Uh, Todd tomorrow, tomorrow morning. tweeted and said, do you all think the Burnley game will be easy or we are... Or one we are going to have to fight hard for. Are we looking at another late eighty to ninety minute winner? They can be stubborn. Can't They're they? very stubborn. And and the thing the thing is with Burnley, I mean Sean Dice just on our screen now when Todd was asking that question. I think that they are going to be stubborn. Mm. I don't know what you think, Chris. I think they're going to be stubborn. I think they're going to be difficult to beat. That's why one of the reasons why it's kind of maybe even just psychologically for them having Harry Kane on the bench, for example, if he does start on the bench, uh, is, is going to give us give us a lift. But I think I think what was so different against the um, against Dortmund uh, last week is that obviously we scored for us relatively early yeah. <laughs> in the sense of you know it was in the first minute of, of the second half I, I think getting the first goal as early as possible against teams like no disrespect but against teams like Burnley's and Newcastle's and Watford's or whatever maybe not so much Watford's is it allows us to then press our game onto them whereas actually trying to break them down and park in the bus and, and whatever they may be a bit more adventurous at home what do you think? Uh, I can see them parking the bus actually. Yeah, me too. Definitely, uh, it, especially with the attacking players we've got, they're, they're a big threat. Um, but I don't worry anymore. If we're at 70, 75 minutes, I, I don't seem to worry like I used to before because I know how um, effective we are in the last 10, 15 minutes, especially this season. We've yeah, and it's a lot bit, of late goals. Uh, and again, it's quite interesting as well. I brought up Dortmund about scoring in the first minute of the second half, but two of our goals, obviously, against Dortmund, mm. coming again in the last, what, six or seven minutes of yeah. that game. So again, showcasing that we can do it. I mean, I, I mentioned it earlier about Nando's um, uh, influences. Burnley, Chelsea, Dortmund, uh, Newcastle, Watford, all late goals, all late, late goals to be able to win or draw, the, um, not draw, sorry, during the game all season, win or get results in them games. So, But Burnley are in good form. Um, you know they've they've not been beaten in uh, 2019. Yeah, have you got their form now? I think it's not like they've they're unbeaten in seven. Is it seven games or something like that? Is it? Or yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's pretty impressive. Uh, like you say, it's definitely 2019. I think what he's done, uh, and we, we'll get the opposition view a bit later on on the show, of course. But what he's done is he's he's almost reverted back to to type to what worked mm. last season so well. I mean, Burnley were the best of the rest, weren't they, last season? Didn't they finish Very seventh? Good. Very good. So, I think, uh, to, to answer Todd's question, I think it is going to be a tough game, which is why, personally, I'll get some minutes in Kane's legs and, and get him involved. <laughs> uh, Chris, did you want to... No, what I was going to say, there's there's no easy game in the Premier League, is no. there? You know, especially when you, you're going away. Not no, at all. That, that is true. I mean, we've got just um, looking at kind of the, the whole, I, I touched upon it earlier, the, the, the can Spurs, and I was getting a bit kind of, I don't think I'm getting carried away, I'm just thinking I'm getting passionate, but getting a bit passionate about Spurs. I'm going to ask a question, and hopefully listeners can ponder and, and get their views in as well. C- can can Spurs win the title? And and I, I think we can. Um, so Chris, w- w- what's your view on that? Um, I disagree. I don't think we can win the title. Um, I don't think it will happen. Uh, 
I think we are a few players away mm-hmm. and uh, that's what I think has been frustrating for a lot of us fans over the last few years that we are only a few players away. Um, Pochettino has just done a, an excellent job. Um, can't praise him enough and uh, you know for for what he's had this year. Yeah. You know no signings, you know our last signing was Lucas Moura um back in last January. You know not a lot of new players have come in. Um but the the key games I think for this season um, you know, if we were to challenge, would be the Liverpool Manchester City away games. Yeah, I agree. All all the other game, or well, and Chelsea actually. Yeah, che- yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea Liverpool, game, yeah. Man City away. Yeah. All of the other games, I think, are winnable, and all of the other games, you know, I think we will get points. But those three are key. I I, re- I really want to I really want to crack on with this topic, McInerney. Like it's it's important, and I've actually got an important quote which I want to bring up, and, and something that Poch said himself. Um, you know, a few weeks back, but we've got to take one more break. Oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight. If you want to get involved, Lee's going to whip his cheese out. Not that cheese, but the cheese that's on the oh, table boy. right now. This is love sport. <laughs> this is love sport. I mean, look, I, I thought Pads had forgotten his box Don't of CDs, but I found out that that's not the case because he never comes without his box We're of CDs so and his box of seven inches. Um, I'm drip feeding it's this, 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 this is This is gonna, like subliminal. This is going to be, hopefully, the anthem that takes us in to the new stadium. And after, after the news break, the main news break at 8 o'clock, we're going to release it out on the airwaves of Love Sport Radio to the Spurs listeners and hopefully it will take off with Chris goes home and away we know that it goes I'll go to most of the games that I can get to as well I think we can get this rocking at the new stadium do you know what I, I visited Fleetwood Town last week and um, and, and you know you know what song they play when they score a goal what Captain Pugwash theme <laughs> it's the best thing ever I think you lot should do that I think Captain Pugwash it's a great theme. idea you look a bit like Captain Pugwash <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good thing? I don't know. I've had too much cheese, mate. I'll Is be that honest a good thing? He's eating too so, much cheese. So before before the break, um, Chris uh, kind of passionately defended the fact that he thinks that Spurs are rubbish and we ain't going to win the league. So oh, just... shut up. No, I'd never say that. <laughs> no, no, I'm no I, I, I would love, you know, that's what we live for. I'd I love know. to see Tottenham win the league, but um, so, I just can't see it happening I, this I, I was, I'm pulling you, but this is, this is why I think that we can. And I'm not saying that we will, and that's something different. I think if you look back on the, on the airways uh, back in September, I think before September the 15th when we played these guys, Liverpool, I said on air that we would finish above Liverpool. And I still stand by that right now. As I talk to you today, I still stand by that we we finish above Liverpool. Now, I'm not saying that that means that we're going to win the league because Man City are absolutely on a different planet. But I still think that we'll uh, finish above Liverpool. And this is the reason why. Liverpool generally have a bit of a wobble or or quite a big wobble kind of around the February time. And you could argue they haven't really had that right now. But these are their last few results. So Liverpool's last few results. Crystal Palace, they won. I get it. 4-3 but they struggled. Mm. And if, if Crystal Palace, with all due respect, are going to Anfield and scoring three, then there's hope for everybody. Then West Ham 1-1, Leicester 1-1. They also, yeah, okay, they beat Bournemouth at home. I get that, but no disrespect to the Cherries, a, a club quite close to my heart through, through Colsey's. Um, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're beatable, right, uh, uh, away. Then Bayern, they come in tactically. It's a tough game for them to play, yes. And I think that was a bad result for Liverpool, contrary to what the rest of the media said. I think that was a bad result. They got Manchester United next, mm. away. Now, Manchester United have been virtually faultless since Ole Gunnar 
Solskjaer got in charge. And ultimately, I think, I don't know, uh, we did talk off air, I yeah. think that Man United are going to turn Liverpool over. I agree. And that would mean, that would mean, again, there's a lots of permutations like New Stadium, but that would mean if we beat Burnley, which we're thinking that we, we, we should, I know football's not pay, paid on paper, played on paper, but if we beat Burnley, we'd be two points behind that Liverpool... And Manchester City for at least 24 hours because Liverpool obviously played Man United. They get the pressure is on. Yeah. Let me tell you another stat. Six, seven weeks ago, we were 10 points. Liverpool were 10 points clear. They were 10 points clear of City, let alone Liverpool, Spurs. And all of a sudden, they could be looking behind them and Tottenham are two points behind them. That is absolutely massive. I'm also going to go on my rant and I'm going to talk to you about Harry Kane coming back. He is the best number nine in world football. He is absolutely outstanding and he is chomping to get back. He's coming back into our side. Deli Alley, one of the best midfielders, young midfielders in the Premier League, if not in Europe. He's coming back. And then the cherry on the cake with the new stadium. If that all fits into place, mm. people like Aaron was talking about earlier, are we clapping Daniel Levy? We'd be applauding everybody because I think that is the biggest signing that we could ever have five games left of the season right in the mixer in the new stadium I think we can win the league it's very impressive but I, I think we are in a very very good position and I say this a lot you know to, to be only five points away from Manchester City and Liverpool currently uh, we're in a fantastic position you know Champions League as well um, Pochettino is aiming high he wants the Premier League he wants the Champions League and you know who knows? Uh, it, it's it's just incredible this season. The fact that I I still think that we haven't got out of first gear. It's incredible, isn't it, Chris? Yeah. And we talked about it all fair. And the reality is, that's what I'm kind of getting really excited about is that we might get out of first gear mm. during or second gear during this period. I mean, believe me, right now, the fact that my club can't win the Premier League. There's no one I want more than Tottenham to win the Premier League. There's no one I want more than Tottenham. There's, to win a, the there's a nice feeling this year about yeah. it. I want Spurs to win the league. Well, don't get me on. That's because obviously I have my campaign, hashtag anyone but Liverpool. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But I don't really want Man City to win it. I want Spurs to win it. Yeah. You know? But the thing that concerns me is following the defeat to Crystal Palace, Pochettino's comments after that, and that particular quote about trophies building egos. And I've got the headline from this Sky Sports article, which says Mauricio Pochettino has insisted winning trophies only serves to build ego and does not believe securing one will automatically take Tottenham to the next level. Mate, are you telling me that if Tottenham don't win the Premier League, they're already at the next level? Of course they are. Of course they are. But I'm really, really worried about the sort of the mentality going into it I'm I, I, really I, I, concerned I, I'm not and I'll tell you why because I think that is a sustainable piece that's what he's talking about is to sustain Leicester go and win the Premier League with what 76 points and you know they're fighting relegation or the ne- next season or they're mid-table again it's not sustainable it's a one-off what he's trying to do at the club and the and the belief of our football club is sustainability over the next 30 fo- it's a legacy it's a Tottenham legacy and whether or not he's there to oversee it for the next 20 years or Daniel Levy or you know Joe uh, Joe Lewis or whoever it is a Tottenham legacy so I think that's where he's coming from on that and I think just just quickly touching back onto the Premier League piece we have to play Man, uh, Man City away and Liverpool away like you touched upon Chris earlier but we've also uh, in recent times gone to Madrid and got a result we've also gone to Barcelona and got a result we've also gone to Dortmund last year mm. and got a result we also went to Chelsea last year got a result we could argue got a kind of a result against them this year we blew them away at home We've also gone to Arsenal this year, Carabao Cup quarter-final, and also got a result. So, 
it is just ingrained in us as Tottenham fans. And believe you me, listeners as well, I am a passionate Tottenham fan. I don't do this for the... I love my club. I love Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. And it is ingrained in us and, and our absolute fundamental beliefs are that we're going to mess it up. That we're not going to go, we're going to lose to Dortmund or we're going to do... That's what... But, but when are we going to believe until the trophies are above our head? This is why we dream. And this, this is a massive opportunity for Tottenham. This, this, this would be... This would be... And an incredible story. You look at the story of Manchester City winning it for the first time in, in, in 2011-12. That was a brilliant story. You look at Leicester winning it. But a team like Tottenham... Who homeless. Have, who a haven't homeless gone, team. A homeless team who have, who have not gone and, 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 and spunk money like the other two have, the other two main contenders have, and, and who have been sort of just consistently there. Mm. And who have just come from the background and said, you know, it, it it's kind of like the the you know the the old fashioned story of the tortoise and the hare, you know. Nice. And, no, and I like and that. That's exactly what it I is. Like it. And and just sort of you know slowly slowly wins the race. And 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 you just think you know, consistently, consistency could do it for Spurs. And I really hope it does. I really 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 hope I it think, does. I think I think what's sorry, Chris. I think what's also interesting as well, like you know. I think we scrutinise, uh, you know, as Spurs fans, we scrutinise the rest of the media and how other people look at our club and what they say and so on and so forth. And we talk about Liverpool being the media darlings and City on a different planet and all this type of stuff. And it still makes me chuckle inside. I'm, I, I think I, I think you said this on air last week, Chris. I, I'm happy with people letting us go under the radar, well, quite yeah, frankly. Exactly. That, that, you know, that you know, obviously this is a Spurs show. We want to talk about Spurs. So that, that's why we're highlighting it. But all the other people, they can talk about what they want. Because I chuckle when I saw, I won't name the people, but you know, when it was on uh, the programmes and stuff and you see them in the media and they go, oh, do you think Tottenham can win the lit? Oh, no. No, they won't. Why? They, why not, though? Because they, they, oh yeah, but they ain't got the squad. We've got a better squad than Liverpool have. Yeah. Well, do, do you know what I mean? We, uh, we ain't got a better squad than Man City. I'm not going to sit there and say that. Do you that, think you've got a better squad than Liverpool? I do, yeah. I think we've got a better... Uh, uh, I, think, uh, I uh, think on our day, we can beat anyone. But it's whether, it's, it's whether we're there. And as I said earlier, I don't think that we've got our first gear yet. But I love the fact that we are under the radar. Everybody mm. talks about Manchester City and Liverpool. Who's going to win it, Manchester City or Liverpool? Spurs are never, ever mentioned. As a fan... I don't care whether they mention us or not. It, it actually probably does us a favour. Yeah. But let's go back to um, your comment, Aaron, about the uh, you know Pochettino saying about uh, uh, the cups. I was very, um, very annoyed, hurt, upset, whatever word you want to use, um, when we lost the FA Cup game. Yeah. Um, especially after you know the Thursday night, we'd lost at Chelsea. We'd gone out of two cups. You know we were all raving, saying, "Oh, we're in four. We're, we're in four true. competitions at the moment." When you go out of two so close together, and uh, as a fan, you you tell yourself all the time, "This is our year. This is our year. We're going to win the FA Cup. We're going to win the League Cup." And when you go out of these cup competitions, it's probably the the biggest time when I when I'm upset. And I tell you, when I go to the matches with my dad, mm. when we lose. I'm like a little child who, who who don't talk on the way home. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just really annoyed that we've lost. Yeah. And after the cup, after the cup, you think, well, we haven't won a cup since 1991, you know, FA Cup. And when we went out that day, I just didn't get it. And even me, for a few days, I was questioning Pochettino, thinking, yeah. is he doing the right thing? You know, we talked this, about it on air, didn't we? This I, I, is fifth yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. why, why don't you want a trophy? Why don't uh, yeah. you want an FA yeah. Cup? Why don't you want a League Cup? Yeah. But these last few weeks when you're grinding results out and when you've got nights like Dortmund at Wembley and you know nights like uh, Barcelona and Way and so on that I was luckily at this 
is, you know, they are amazing feelings. They are amazing games to be at. And when we won at Dortmund, it was kind of a big smile on my face after that game. And I thought, yeah, that's why Pochettino is not interested in the FA Cup or League Cup. But it just, it just it needs for nights to like culminate this. in something. No, it, do, it does. But it, you talk about, again, just pick you up on a, a couple of points here. I, I agree with you most of what you're saying. But you talk about not interested in Cups. We got to the semi-final this year. Right, of a Carabao Cup. Last year, we got to semi-final FA Cup. The year before that, guess what? When I say we not interested, no, no. Where, where he's saying, you know, it's yeah, not the be or an end all, and he, he, he wants to aim, aim high. No, he, it, he it does, and, and that's what we needed in this damn club for 20 years. Yeah. That's the point. Other than Harry, you know, that's what we've needed in this football club, is somebody to say, no, we are good enough, and we are going to go, and we should believe. And he said three, four, five, six weeks ago, whenever it was, sorry, a few, a few weeks ago maybe, he actually come out in a press, in one of his presses and he said we need to start believing we believe inside the club we believe in and around the club in our bubble but we need to start getting other people to believe and he wasn't just talking about media and whatever he's talking about us he's talking about the fans and he's, t- he's talking about getting it and we are behind the it's club all the other, wrong, it's but... all the other fans though saying well you haven't won anything yeah. you haven't won anything like, like you Aaron you're a Man United fan you, you, you look at us and go oh Spurs are talking about trophies again but yet they haven't won anything but, for so long that, Chris, that's why it, it is but Chris what's going to happen I say the same I say the same about Liverpool I say the same about <laughs> Liverpool but <laughs> I say the same about Liverpool. I, we we got to pause because we've got to go to the news. We've got to go to the news and we're going to have a bit of cheese. Bit of cheese and news break. We're going to have a bit of cheese and news break. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Just watch the old Mac and Eager dancing there. It's been um, it's been a while since we've seen that. I'll tell you that. I know I've got a bit uh, got a bit. You know I'm getting a bit older nowadays, Aaron, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I get a bit out of breath when I'm dancing. You're not. You're not. You're not um, Champions you're not, League. You're not hitting up the old Sanatogen these days. Sanatogen? No, I'm not quite an official. The fish oils, you know, five, you know, cod liver oil and all that yeah, sort of oh stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. That's good. Good for the joints. Chris Carlin operates on diesel oil. He loves it, doesn't he? He loves, he loves it. Loves it. And, and, and on this cranberry cheese bowl account. It's very That's nice. It. Very nice, this cheese. Um, gents, we've we, we got plenty on the way this evening, including uh, a debut single from uh, Macaniga himself a little bit later. We're going to be answering your questions. We're taking your calls this evening. 0208 70 25 Funny enough, Chris, you brought up a point in, um, in, in the break, and I really think it's actually somewhere we should talk about. And, and and you were talking about Mauricio Pochettino. You said, "Why?" And you're gonna you're gonna be wanting to sing his name next season. And, and we've talked about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And we've talked no no no. We've talked we've talked about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. We've talked about Pochettino. But right now, I think Solskjaer wins on Sunday, and I think it is. Mm. I I can't 100%. see. I don't think anyone saw. You know, Solskjaer making the impact he has. But then again, 
you know, you asked me and, and said to me, you know, yeah. did you expect that one and two, you know, what were your initial feelings? And 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 the truth of the matter is, under Jose, everything was so grey that any form of you know positivity would have done us well. And 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 the interesting thing is, it's not just a five game bounce we had where we then got beat by someone or. You know, something it's carried on for quite for quite a while. What are we fifteen games into it or fourteen games into it's it? Incredible, it, it right? is incredible, and you know? he, he he has been basically near on perfect, other than the PSG result. And again, it's not it's not a bad result in the sense of no, I, where you are in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. but obviously as an isolated result, you wanted to win the game. Right? The P, the PSG and Chelsea things were really interesting. I was really worried going into Chelsea on Monday. Really worried because I thought his naivety as a manager could come through. But then again, I remember this is a guy who's managed mm. abroad. He has been a number one. It's not a case of, you know, he's he's never been a gaffer before. And and, and I was really impressed in the way that United responded from that. I and, think he's and, done it. And went and, and, and went and turned that round and, and said, you know what, we, we've lost Lingard and Martial, but let's go out, let's change things up. They paid a 4-3-1-2, Matter in the 10 and 2 up top, and, and they actually look really efficient. I think Podge is safe at... Spurs now. I think I think that link is going to go. <laughs> he was he always safe. He was always safe. But at the end of the day, if if Levy had put a price on his head, I don't think United would have thought twice of of of, of paying it. You're I think not, I think you're right. If if you win, which I by the way on the record, I think I think you will win at the weekend. Manchester United will beat Liverpool if you do win at the weekend. I, I, there's no way they can't offer him the job. Yeah. They can't they can't not offer him the job. I think on that. And again, I, on my passion man earlier about Spurs or obviously the opportunity to to get the title and, and you know go after the title and, and, and that type of stuff. I mean, if you if you look at if you look at United and, and what they've done, I mean, I think how many shots do we have on target? Eleven against them and we still lost 1-0 and again mm. that was another result that that could have put us even further uh, 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 in in the pack really yeah i th- it's it's always going to be one that r- rumbles onto the summer but i really 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 think you know it'd be baffling to um to well you know would would be crazy not to give Solskjaer the gig let's go to the lines lee is in dorset how are you lee hello mate you all right yeah you're right lee how you doing we're good here we're good Great name, okay. by the way, mate. Great name. Yeah, all legends are named Lee. Exactly, I agree. Yeah, Lee. Um, Lee. Well, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lee. That's about it, really. Lee, Lee and Lee from Dorset. That's all yeah, you that's need to know, Aaron. That's it. Bruce Lee. I've just been told in my head. Bruce Lee. Was that his real name, Bruce Lee? No, of course it yeah. wasn't. There you go. Bruce Lee isn't his real name. Anyway, Lee, yeah, what was... can we do for you this evening, pal? Okay, listen. I was just ringing up just to, to say I was I was having to come across a video today on YouTube by a, a, a quite a well-known Chelsea um, um, show, and um, it, it tickled me slightly um, because what the the young lady was talking about was the fact that Chelsea weren't able to compete with the big boys like Manchester City in terms of how much they could spend on players. And also um, that she was concerned about not having uh, youth coming through the through the into the first team. And what actually tickled me about that was that that's exactly what we're doing as, as Tottenham as a club. We, we're, we're relying on youth and young players and bringing uh, bringing people through, and we are not spending money. But at the same time, we do that. We actually get mocked by the media um, and by everybody saying that we don't actually have. Um, the squad to actually compete, and yet here we are sitting in third position, potentially um, getting within two points of the leaders, and still fighting our way through the Champions League, and arguably having the best result out of the the three English clubs that are still in it. 
Uh, Lee, uh, it's Lee here, mate, and I, I I cannot agree more with what you've just said. I mean, I, you, you listeners now know I know I run a business called Raw Talent. It's all about bringing the youth through, growing your own talent in 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 the in the world of business, which is basically the same premise as a, as an academy in football. And what we have done should be applauded. I just yeah. don't understand. I, like people talk about yeah, uh, Pochino gets credit, and all the media giving Pochino credit. That's cool, but but it's a, it's the club's belief to bring through youth and young players. KWP, Harry Winks. Oliver Skip, Harry Kane, mm. you know D- Danny Rose coming through from 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 back in the uh, back in the day from, uh, uh, from 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 back in the day. So you know the the, re- the reality is that's what we've been doing. I've seen Amos training again after being out. Uh, I think he was training again this this week or back with a team after being out. Uh, another young player with a massive knee injury and stuff. So. I can't understand. I think it's because this is my only take on it. Get Chris, get your views in a sec, Lee. This is my take on it. Right? Is that nowadays it, it, we have to have a signing? We have to have one because it's the way everybody believes that that's what we need to do. They're like Man United go out and buy sixty-five million pound Fred is useless, but they've had a signing, so they're not getting criticised. But 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 he's useless. Jorginho sixty million useless but they're not getting criticized they're the ones that are like, oh yeah they're all right whereas we're the ones getting criticized for not signing anyone but we're bringing through the youth i just don't get it chris do you well the amount of players that we've got through our youth system is incredible yeah you know, if i think if mason you, if, if you bentaleb yeah if you saw the stats um it would be quite incredible and, and especially um not only um bringing through to the tottenham team through the youth system but then going on to be an international. Yeah, And amazing. certainly, um, you know, in Pochettino's time, the amount of players he has turned into an in- international is quite incredible. Um, so there's, but everything about Tottenham, at Hotspur Way, you know, I've been very lucky to go to Hotspur Way quite a few times, and everything about it, every everything to do with Tottenham's setup, right from the kids, even the ladies' team, the under-23s, you know, every team that is at Hotspur Way... Um, the, the setup is incredible. It is a fantastic club to be at, and um, you know th- to see the players actually developing and then actually entering the team. You know, people like Oliver Skip. Yeah. You know, I go to a lot of reserve per- games as well. And perfect you know, example to, to, to watch him play for under 18s, under 19s, under 23s, and then you know make their debut at Wembley. You know, it's, it's incredible. incredible. But but then he gets pelters uh, again. You know, he come out, he made the block, and, and was involved in in us securing the the the, the second goal. I think uh, recently, but then he got pelters on social media. And Lee, I don't know what your thoughts are. I mean, do, do you like the fact that we're bringing our our own players through? I mean, they're all one of our, we sing one of our own to Harry Kane, but most of them are all one of our own, aren't they? Well, for me, I think the biggest issue around having to bring signings in is all just media based. It's all Sky TV transfer deadline day and all that malarkey. But for me, I think you should be far, far prouder of bringing a player through like uh, Oliver Skip or, or Harry Winks or even Harry Kane. You should be prouder of that fact than you are of spending 90 million quid on a player from the back of beyond just because you've got a fancy name. Yeah, spot on, Lee. Thank you very much uh, for the call, Lee. There from Dorset. I've had uh, I've had a tweet in from Graham who said uh, who gave us the name of another Lee with a. You know, Lee, that was a legend. Lee Young-Pyo. Nice, a bit of a legend, Lee. He was a a good legend. Lee Hendry, Lee Selby. I'll quickly tell you a story. One of the most famous McQueen's, real name, Lee McQueen. (laughs) Alexander McQueen's real name was Lee. Couldn't make it up. Fair play. Uh, Andy is on the line. We'll go to him after a quick break. This is Love Sport. (laughs) 
This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Right, let's um, let's let's get a caller in. He's is Andy. He's given us a call. I'm not sure where from, but Andy is uh, is a Spurs fan. How are you, pal? Hey, I'm very good. Yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Andy, not bad. how are you, Lee? Here? Yeah, good. Hey, Lee, you're right. Yes, yeah, good, mate. Good. So uh, you, you made it off your off your bike then, and, and we're going we're going to uh, go go live essentially uh, after the next ad break with, with with the song. But just talk to us a little bit. You you were doing a bit of brainstorming, Andy, and uh, thought that you'd come up with a new Potticino song. Just talk to us about it. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to say it was that premeditated, but as as all good things, they happen about two o'clock in the morning when you're drunk around a mate's house. Um, <laughs> there was a, um, a couple of Spurs fans. Um, songs came on on the Spotify um, playlist, and this was um, a raise your respect, I think it is. And I Please. just decided to sing along with uh, the words Pochettino. Um, and uh, the, the guy who was hosting uh, uh, Graham, um, a big Spurs fan, as well as Chris, your mate. Um, they were kind of like, I've not heard that song at, um, at White Hart Lane or Wembley. And I was like, well, no, I just made it up on the spot. Um, so kind of the next couple of days afterwards, this was all over Christmas. We got put pen to paper and, um, yeah, we thought we'd give Pochettino a bit of love. And uh, I think it was about the time that he was getting a bit of stick and um, he was starting to come out in the media and question whether, making statements that he was questioning whether the, the, the club were behind him, etc. Um, so, uh, yeah, whether it takes off or not, it's another matter, but it was uh, yeah, a bit of fun to do. Okay, cool. And uh, and uh, obviously you sent the song over to, to me. I had a little kind of red pen on it and, and added a few bits and bobs and we, we've come up with a bit of a version. So uh, whilst you are the, the man um, uh, at Andy Besson on Twitter and uh, the St. The Mary's dads of uh, Chris Coles and Graham as well, I'm going to sing yep. it. I'm going to sing the song. Good. So Your voice I, is definitely better than I, mine. I'm not sure about that, but hopefully our listeners will appreciate that. So, uh, Paddy, cue the music. This is where I've come without the license. <laughs> <laughs> we try to discover a little something to make Spurs better. Mauricio... Refrain from breaking our hearts. We're so in love with you. You're forever white and blue. You give us the reasons why the Spurs now work so hard. Partagino, 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 Partagino. We're so in love with you. Oh Spurs, you know We're behind the project Of the Tottenham Legacy Come on, you Spurs I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'll have a bit of that Yes, you're a Man United fan Andy, what are you saying? What do you think? I think think you've done it a huge amount of justice there Yeah, we now need to get it um, sung in the stands we need to. And what we want to do, yeah. I was talking to Chris earlier with the stadium update um, uh, and the stadium coming uh, online. We need to get that as an anthem in the new stadium. Are you talking about recording That's a music video? Not necessarily recording it. We want the fans We'll all be to involved. We want the wall. <laughs> we want the wall. Andy, what are you saying? We want the wall to sing that yeah. song. Uh, to we need Chris, you go home and away, right? We need some more uh, some more songs, right? Let's, let's just release a single. We, that, that'll do. Let's, let's Seven inches. <laughs> Jace will be creative director. Songs. 
That's it. We need those songs like Dortmund's song where they just go over and over again. So, like, um, that's why I think this one can work. Andy, what do you think yeah. of the weekend, buddy? What, what, what are you saying? Do you think we'll we're, we're, we're take down Burnley? Yeah, we'll be, we'll be Burnley. We'll be two points behind. Yeah, definitely. But I agree with the last, the last conversation spot on. I think we should be, uh, we should be applauding our youth and uh, not being like the, um, the other clubs spending loads of money. And, um, yeah, I think the Spurs fans should all be really proud. Fantastic. Well, well, good. And I've yeah, got to say nice to you, you you've given me massive amount of joy, like putting some words to go out. You know, I think we can get it off the off the line in the stadium. So nice uh, one, Andy. Let's get it on. You've kicked, you've kicked my ear off. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Nice one, Andy. Cheers, Cheers Andy. Andy Bezant there. You know what? I think we should get the video sponsored by Chick King. Do you reckon we could do that? <laughs> <laughs> was, it, was it actually in time with the music or was it a different yeah, version? Was, was it, it, I mean, it was in time oh, with okay, the music. Okay, okay. I mean, you didn't like it. You didn't like it. You could be singing that if Poch goes United. I mean... <sighs> Forever white and blue. I mean, I think it's good. You give us the I, it's reasons good. why the Spurs now work so hard. It's good, but... It's you know you know for the average football fan who partakes in about what twelve to thirteen get pints of lager on a Saturday, (laughs) it might be a bit difficult to remember the lyrics. No, no, it might be. Or you're gonna have a shortened version as well. We could get a shortened version. What I was really impressed with actually against uh, um, for the Chelsea game for for you guys for for Man United is they constantly sung. I don't know what song it was. You you or Paddy might know. Is that I don't know what it was. They constantly sung it, and I just think we could get this off the line. Yeah. Absolutely. Fred, Marcus, right. is my People love Potter. Last word is Yeah, anyway. has actually tweeted in going, you think that'll catch on? That's a lot of words to remember. Thank you very much, Grant Osborne, the word of reason there. Have a piece of cheese on me, pal. That's, uh, I mean, I, We've I got to get more creative, guys. Come on, listen. I told We've you, Chase is the man. He's directed over how many movies back in Thailand? Oh, no, he's there, mate. He's going to get involved. Yeah, maybe a short up, tidy it up for us a little bit. I mean, Chris has got most of them on Betamax. <laughs> on DVD. What, what's Betamax? Oh, you've got most, <laughs> you've got most of Jason's movies. You can, you can use them. But, you know, we get the video sponsored by Chick King. Paddy can be part of the backing band. Happy days. Yeah. Mate, I, th- I, think, I think the, the, the St. Mary's school dads, I thought, done a fantastic I, I job. Th- I think it's at Lucky Man 25, I mean, it's at Andy Besson. Let's get involved. People. Do you know what you should do? Release it as a single for charity. Could, could could go well. I tell you what we could do in our kind of end of season party when we have all the listeners come in and our live show that we're trying to get off the ground. Aaron, have you have you got anywhere with that at the moment? Oh, we're we're working. We're, on we're, it, working, we're, it, we're working it. We're working it. We're, we're, we'll do some singing. Trying to open a stadium first. Mate. I know. I apologise. <laughs> I apologise to all the listeners that had to listen to my silly singing voice. No, I. Do you know what? I th- I I I I take off my proverbial hat and 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 sort of you know shake it at you, wag it at you, because I, I, it takes a lot of cojones to come on and do that on radio. We'll try to discover. Yes, you know. Mac and Eagle. He was, he was practicing out there. He's, he's going to be serenading the wife tonight. Mauricio. Uh, elsewhere in the Europa League, nil-nil between Chelsea and Malmo this evening. Napoli are through, so are uh, Salzburg, are, as are Frankfurt and Villarreal and Zenit St. Petersburg, who have knocked out Fenerbahce. Uh, Mr. Pochettino um, has tweeted in saying, we respect guys, Youth Academy all the way, and it's the major ingredient for longevity. But what we're not capitalising on is complementing all this wonderful work by uh, Pochettino with a proven experience game changer, i.e. Martial, to raise the bar and push that first. Um, 
like a Martial, Bale, Isco, etc., etc. I get where he's coming from. I agree. But I'll tell you something. If you think Martial is that player, I highly disagree with you. Martial is a player who, when you're, you're three, four nil up or, or something, he'll come on showboat and score a great goal. But no. when you need someone to to do something, he's not there. If you watched him against PSG and he in the first in the forty five minutes he played, he just cut a frustrated figure on that left hand side because everything was going down the right hand side. He was having to feed off scraps, and the problem is he doesn't track back. So there's more work for someone else to do on that left hand flank as well. I, I know what he means though. It's uh, we're, we're all expecting um, big signings and uh, superstars, but Pochettino is not like that. Mm. He will he will buy. If we do buy, then it will be um, you know a lot of players that we don't know or uh, know very little about uh, and he wants to develop them but it's a shame because I, I know exactly what he means we've, we've got so much talent in the team and we are just a player or two away from really challenging it's funny um, James Gray last were, uh, Love Sports very own James Gray in fact uh, tweeted us asking uh, about um, Real Madrid potentially using um Gareth Bale as a, as a pawn to, to 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 bring in Christian Eriksen, using him as the make weight and 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 as a potential um, as a potential part exchange, if you like. Would you would you entertain a deal like that? Bale. Yeah, but get, I, get I've got a love affair with. Like, I think what we said a couple of weeks ago, and I know you guys touched on it last week when when I wasn't around. May, maybe to strengthen, if you're looking at the whole transfer piece and strengthening and adding the kind of sprinklings of sawdust to the youth. Um, you might need to sell a, a, a player, and you know it's the whole Coutinho scenario, Christian Eriksen scenario. But but you know I, I'm not saying that I want to, but what I'm saying is we we may need to, and and actually it hasn't done if you if you're half of the media or most of the media hasn't done Liverpool any harm, is it? Because they're about to win the league and the Champions League, and do what all mm. they're doing. So they did get rid of their best player. They did use the money wisely, and who knows? But. Everybody, every if you look at all major clubs, it only seems to be Tottenham that were under scrutiny because obviously the the way we are and we're not a, an elite club as much as the rest of them and whatever. But you know, Ronaldo left Man United. He was their star player. He left. You know, Coutinho left Liverpool. Suarez also left Liverpool. You know, they, it's not as if Torres also left Liverpool. Then it's not as if that they're benign, if you like, to not selling their best players. I mean, you can rattle off an arm's length of the ones that have left left Arsenal. So you know, I. I but you're talking you're... about you're talking about clubs, Lee, that spend a lot of money, and we don't. And if if, if a player like Christian Eriksen left, we would then need to spend an awful lot of money to get some type of replacement. And there's not many players around with that ability. I, I agree that there's not many players around with that ability. I, I absolutely agree that. But maybe we need to strengthen in and around other areas to make the team better. I'm not saying. By the way, on record, I'm not saying sell Christian Eriksen. Mm. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is. If we sold a Christian Eriksen for some of the money that Daniel Levy's talking about, 225 million, I don't know, that's probably over the top, but 150 million or a part exchange with a Gareth Bale, and then you end up going to buy a real, uh, you know, a, a, another player that is solid that makes our team better, that might be the way to go. It's a difficult one. Let's take a break. We're going to come back with more of your tweets, but we're entertaining your calls as well. 0208 70 20 558. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio.
back from the break. Oh. And I've only just opened the crackers. Oh, Absolutely terrible. Uh, Carl has tweeted us in saying Blue Stilton is good for your sauce on a steak, not on a on a cracker. Cheddar all the way. Thank you very much. Oh, um, mate, we got I, a bit of that blue still knocking around. There's a blue still knocking around. I tell you what, though, this what, what was this one? Cranberry. The cranberry West Wensleydale. Wensley, oh, Westfield. I don't know Westfield. I'm going shopping after. Oh, you actually go down to Westfield. You going Westfield's now? No, mate. I'm going. Home. <laughs> I'm going home to work on my uh, vocal cords. <laughs> <laughs> to lubricate them. Yeah. When we discover... I can't open the cheddar, Macca. All right, I'll, I'll get the knife on that in yeah, a minute, mate. Right, let's, let's uh, t- Kevin Garras, by the way, said, cheers, Dean McQueen. Got that song stuck in my head now. Perfect. That's what we want. We want people who's getting uh, the, the song stuck in their head, the tune stuck in their head. What's, um, what are we talking about now? Are we talking, Chris, are we talking Burnley? Is it is it about time to... Burnley? We're, we're talking about a bit <laughs> we, of Burnley. We can, we can talk a bit of Burnley, if you like. I think that um, it's, it's... I mean, you was there um, at Dortmund. Um, I didn't make the game actually. What was the crowd like, Chris? Very different. Very different to um, the, the past few weeks. Newcastle, uh, the Watford. Um, they were probably it was probably the worst atmosphere um, at our time at Wembley. It was awful, wasn't it? The Watford game was horrific. Yeah, and uh, very very quiet. And Dortmund. It's like every fan comes out for the Champions League nights, and that, and that's why I really love the Champions League nights as well. And we've had some very good nights at Wembley, nights. including that one. Barca. Um, and yeah the atmosphere was absolutely brilliant the fans didn't stop singing got really behind the team and uh, it was a real special night and one of the nights that all of us will remember if we were there Lee <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, it's, what, what can you do sometimes um, but, yeah, but no it was, it was special it was a special moment and to, to beat the, the Bundesliga um, leaders at the moment who have only lost one you know lost once in the league yeah amazing uh, top it's, it's some result and I think it, it raised a few eyebrows, certainly, uh, you know, in Europe. I think the, th- the difficulty with me with, with Wembley, because I think I've said this before, but I actually, from a, from where I live, Wembley's easier for me mm. to travel to than, than it is Wyatt Lane, but it's just literally no comparison. Because I, I hear a lot, I speak to a lot of fans, and they sort of say, oh, you know, it's the fact that Wembley's so far away from them and all that sort of stuff. Um, but it's the, it's so important to have that, 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 crowd behind yeah. you actually in the games like what it's ironic isn't it it's the games that only 40,000 or 51,000 and the whole uh, top ring uh, top tier is closed and the atmosphere drab and you know people are not going that's when w- the team actually need us it's yeah. so difficult I, I get it from the fans because I'm one of them and I weren't even at the Dortmund game but the Dortmund game is so different because it's the full stadium there's 90,000 people in there the drums are going all day from Dortmund as well so it mm. makes you want to kind of uh, you know the home fans to sing as well and obviously performances as well to score when we did and to play how we did it's obviously going to have an effect isn't it Chris? Absolutely and uh, you know really how far can we go in the uh, in the Champions League you know when, when we when we play like that and, you know, like I said, they, they lost once up until that point. It was one hell of a performance, you know, a great performance from Tottenham. And, uh, you know, I, I'm very excited about the next round. And I know uh, people people uh, might I think, know, you know, know. We're, well, we're 3-0 up. You know, we're virtually there. Um, if something goes wrong, it will be, you know, drastically wrong. But, you know, really, we... we you know, we should have, we should be saying that we've booked our place in the in the quarterfinal. Agreed. So, so on that, we talked uh, earlier in the show about you know our chances of Tottenham Hotspur winning the Premier League, and and we put both of our kind of cases forward. What? Where's your stance point? I mean, I'm, I can't even believe this is coming out of my mouth. But where is this your stance point on Champions League? C- can we win it? 
you never know. And uh, <laughs> in, in a cup in a cup competition, you need a little bit of luck. Obviously, you need uh, a lot of skill and a lot of uh, ability. Um, but in, in a cup competition, you never, ever know. And Tottenham on their day can beat anybody. And we have proved that. Last season, you know, we beat Real Madrid, who were the Champions League uh, holders. Yeah, went on and, to win it, of course. And, and we battered them that night. And, uh, you know, games like Dortmund. And whoever you look at, whatever opponent you look at, I don't fear anybody. Mm. And, and I'm sure the players feel like that as well. And it's great because Pochettino has this thing, has this thing about belief. And he makes everyone believe in his philosophy and his way of thinking, and it is rubbing off on a lot of the the fans, as you know, as well as all the staff. So it's very exciting. I it's know. very it, exciting. It, it, I, I, it's, it's hard to disagree. Is I mean, I think that where Pochino talks about the domestic cups, he sort he talks he sort of says you know it's a home draw or a bit of luck along the way, or you could end up winning the FA Cup and only play first division sides or whatever. He, he says all of that sort of stuff. Champions League is obviously different, but now you're in the knockout stage. You you can get a little bit of luck and you can get a draw. I mean, who would, did anyone see? Obviously, listeners tweet us in, but did anyone see Atletico Madrid beating Juventus two 0 For example, did anyone see? Man, I know Man City ended up getting a three-two, but you know when they were two-one up, I have to mm. say I was thinking, "Oi, oi, Shaco in the next round, Atletico Madrid in the next round, Spurs in the next round." So you know something could happen here. The big boys could be going out, but look, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd love us, absolutely love it, like Kevin Keegan to to win the Champions League. But I have to be honest with you, it's for me, it is about the Premier League. We're it gonna we're, we're we're gonna be um, we're gonna be getting an opposition view, but um, very quickly, you know how we like to talk about random topics on the show. Like you know, we've been talking about cheese the past three weeks. I've decided to change the topic. Yeah. Do you know what topic it is? Knives. Ghosts. Ghosts. Yeah. Ghosts. Well, I, feel, I tell you what, Aaron. It feels like there's a ghost in here, mate. With that aircon blowing. Hey, this is to keep the ghosts out. <laughs> really. The ghosts out. Uh, we're gonna get an opposition view next. Chris Bowden, sports editor from the Burnley Express, joins us. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. The Opposition View on Love Sport. Time for the Opposition View on Love Sport Radio. I've just shown these guys a ghost story. Uh, one man who definitely, I don't know actually, does he believe in ghosts? Chris Bowden joins us. He is from the Burnley Express. He's a sports editor. How are you, Chris? I'm good, are you? Yeah, not bad. I mean, look, we, we, we've discussed some broad-ranging topics tonight, from <laughs> cheese to uh, Spurs winning the Premier League to ghosts. What, what are your stances on cheese and ghosts? Jeez, oh, a bit of a Lancashire and Cheshire man from being up uh, this neck of the woods, but uh, I, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I remember Ray Parker Jr. So, <laughs> 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 Who are you going to call, Chris? Who are you going to call? <laughs> Chris, the la- last time I spoke to you, I believe it might have been on this show, and Burnley were in the midst of this you know, horrendous run of form. They just look unsettled. Things have sort of levelled out now, though, haven't they? Yeah, they look, they look like Burnley again, all of a sudden. It's... Uh, yeah, the longest uh, unbeaten running in the, their time in the Premier League, which was a, a bit of a shock to see the statistic the other week. But uh, yeah, pretty much since uh, you know a, a really, really uh, you know appalling day at the office on Boxing Day, and uh, you know things have clicked in, in, into place since you know coinciding with the uh, return to the side of, uh, of Tom Heaton, the captain. And uh, in terms of in in terms of Heaton's, you know resurgence if you like uh, coming back into the side as captain what's that meant for Joe Hart and Nick Pope I know Nick Pope has played a game here and there Joe Hart has played a game here and there can you see one of those two potentially leaving in the summer I'm pretty sure someone will believe it I, I don't see how you can keep uh, 
Well, I don't see how you can keep two sort of England international hopefuls, uh, you know, happy. You know, one one not playing, obviously, but uh, to keep three happy, you know, virtually impossible. But uh, I mean, Joe, I mean, Joe started every every game of the first half of the season. You know, the nineteen games in the Premier League, and it was it was hard to point you know point the finger at him. You know, for, for any of those games, he kept Burnley in the games, if anything. Uh, but the, you know, the, the the Boxing Day game. I mean, he was arguably, you know, he, he, he was poor for two or three of the goals. And it was, like the manager was saying, the one thing he hadn't ch- changed to try and, you know, arrest the slide was the goalkeeper. And, you know, things things had to give. But uh, I think, I mean, Joel can't be, can't be too, too amused with the situation. Nick Pope, maybe being a younger lad, you know, you know not really established. You know, he had, a, he had a breakthrough season last year and ended up going to the World Cup. But still, you know... It, over the piece, you know, he's still like, you know, he's in the thinking, but he's never been, you know, the, the top dog, so to speak. But uh, he might be the most saleable asset. Who knows? Yeah, definitely, Chris. Chris, with um, with Burnley obviously being unbeaten in 2019, do you think that um, Burnley will get a result um, against Tottenham on Saturday, or do you think Tottenham are just too strong for them? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting. I've always found watching. I mean, you, you can watch Burnley against, uh, you know, the, the, the big six. I've always found Spurs probably the most difficult to play against. You know, it's in terms of the, you know, regardless of the personnel, you know, Burnley's, you know, they, they, they would always run harder, run further than the opposition. You know, the, the pressing was was there for all to see, but Spurs came in and you know, was, you know particularly under under Pochettino, you know, can match anyone in terms of their, their hard work and pressing. So you're sort of negating that advantage, and then you throw in the quality on top of that, and it's uh, you know you see with Manchester City, right? You know, Bernardo Silva works as hard as anyone in the uh, in, in the league at the moment, and so on and so forth. That sort of you know, slight advantage has been taken out of the equation. But when you can, I mean, I don't know what personnel Pochettino will play at the weekend, but you know, I found when when they play Burnley, sort of tended to use you know the, the more physical players. He's used Sissoko and Aurier and you know Dembele before he <laughs> left them. You know, again, to sort of you know count counter that Burnley physicality. So, you know, and you know the likes of Ericsson and Ali and Kane have, have then gone on and dominated the game. Well, I doubt the uh, I doubt the Burnley fans want to see Harry Kane back, do they? <laughs> I, I tell you, he, I mean, he scored uh, scored his hat trick in the last uh, last December, and just he, he's as good as anything we've seen in these parts. I mean, you know, I think certainly in terms of an English centre forward since. Uh, Alan Shearer and uh, he just exemplary. It doesn't matter. Even the, even the game in December. I mean, it looked like Burnley were going to sneak a point, and then Harry Kane holds up a a bit of a nothing ball. He just you know, he creates something out of nothing. Caused panic with you know two of two of the three centre halves going to him because you feel something's going to happen, and then he just uh, freed up Ericsson to to score the winner. I think that that's our worries, but from Spurs' perspective, is that you know are Burnley going to set up and be really difficult to beat? I think that you know touched on it earlier about Tom Heaton. I think he's been exceptional since he's come back in uh, in between the uh, in between the sticks. And and are and are they are you guys going to set up? Or are Burnley going to set up? And I suppose and I don't want to use park the bus, but. I'm kind of going to use park the bus <laughs> to be fair, Chris. Like, what, what, how do you think they're going to set up? Yeah, they won't set up like they did at, uh, at Wembley. Wembley in December. I mean, that was a. I mean, should I say Sean Dyche has been a, been here over six years. That was the first time he'd gone with three centre backs, and he'd had the opportunity, you know, previously, and and, and sort of 
not gone down that route. And to an extent, it worked. And, you know, I did a couple of sniffs with uh, Ashley Barnes either, either side of half time. But really, it was more about obviously restricting Spurs and, uh, you know, keeping their opportunities down to a minimum, it, which I thought they did fairly well. They, they did. Uh, and and I have to say, Chris, it was it was hard work for us. Oh, I mean, course, it was yeah, hard, yeah. hard work. So I just wonder that, you know, with the, with the Burnley crowd and. I think I think an early goal for both sides is going to be is going to be critical in this one. How, how do you see this one going? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a difficult one because I said Burnley won't they won't they won't set out that way, but they'll certainly not be uh, sort of flamboyant and gung-ho and uh, you know that sort of thing. But uh, you know they'll just you know they'll look to look to get in Spurs' faces and get on the front foot and you know try and. Well, however they can affect the game, they'll, they'll affect it if they can pass through Spurs on the day. You know who knows? They, they, you know they might be able to you know, to work the ball well and work the ball to the likes of Dwight McNeil, who's been a, a revelation, the young nineteen-year-old, as opposed to an old old, old nineteen-year-old. But uh, they've uh, you know they've been missing like Johan Berggudmundsson, who's probably one of the most productive. I think players. he's I think he's past yeah. fit though, isn't he? I think he's just been part. I've yeah, seen it on his ticker. I, I don't see him. Uh, I, I don't see him changing the side. To, to be honest, you know him, him and Robbie Brady are, are, are available, and uh, I don't see him changing the side that's done so well. Of late, but uh, you know if they can if they can be hurt you by being direct, great. If they can play through you, play around you, play over you, you know, or if even if it's just set pieces, you know, they, they've got back to having that. Uh, I think Ian Holloway once said of Burnley, says they've got the strongest jaw in uh, in, in football, and uh, they can you know they can withstand pressure and stay in the game, even if yeah. they're like a goal down. They can stay in the game for as long as it takes, and then they might sneak a little chance and and nick something out of a game. Chris, can I ask quickly? Um, do you see Tottenham um, as title contenders or not? Very much so. Yeah, I mean, it, it, especially when you consider. You know, I say they've been without Kane and Ali for this period, and they've been uh, well, they've been magnificent. They won the last four on the spin, including the uh, the Champions League game last week, but. Uh, I, I mean, after hand on heart, I still think Manchester City will go and win the league. Yeah, yeah, I, I think we do in here as well. Yeah, I think they're the best. Uh, you know, certainly the best squad, the best team. You know, they play the best brand of football, and uh, I, I, I wouldn't be too upset if any of those three won the league because you know they're all fabulous sides to watch. They've got uh, you know very good defensively, and uh, you know very good on the eye as well. And I think it'd be uh, I mean, obviously City have won it uh, you know a couple of times since the. Uh, the shake came in 10 years ago, but uh, I, I wouldn't have a problem with any of those three winning it, to be honest. Chris, top man, thank you for joining us this evening. Chris Bowden there. Thanks, Chris. Sports editor from the Burnley Express. He loves a Lancashire or a Cheshire cheese. What we're going to be doing next is we're going to be talking about a story that I found on the internet. We're going to be talking about ghosts because it's a bit of a random one. <laughs> we love a bit of a random one before we wrap up. And, yeah, we're going to be talking a, a bit of ghosts. I'm a little bit scared on this one. I, I know you are, but I know you are. For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. I have to say, having cheese between every break is very good. Oh, it's really good, and we've we've absolutely rinsed dairy, the Canberra, haven't we? We've rinsed it. Have you, I'm, I'm on the cheddar, mate, and the cheddar's divine. I'm going to set you a challenge in a minute to eat them dry Jacob's crackers without having a drink. Come on, mate. Come on. How many do you reckon you could that? do? 
I probably could have. What about Callum? How many do you think Callum, Callum can do? Let's ask him. Callum, how many cream crackers can you eat without having a drink, pal? Imagine probably it's the junior that. school fate. I don't know, probably two or three, and then I'd probably feel ill. <laughs> uh, me how and you, you doing, both, pal? mate. How are you getting on? Yeah, not too bad. How about you guys? Yeah, good, yeah, thank you. Good thing. We're having a bit of fun tonight in the absence of Ricky. My, our man Ricky, our leader Ricky. Um, he's, uh, I think he's boarding a plane going on his, uh, going on his. Where's he off dude. to? I think he's, I don't actually know. He's not Thailand, is it? No, he did. He, we didn't get an invite, did we, boys? No, we didn't. What did you do? <clears throat> we didn't. So, uh, how are you, oh, Callum? You okay? Sorry for you guys. That's yeah, it, not mate. Too bad. How about you? Yeah, good, good. What do you think of the weekend? Uh, it's going to be a tough one, but I think if we put a lot of pace into them, that we could probably pull them apart. Yeah, I can see Sonder now actually a bit. I can see him. I can see him like it's pulling. On fire. What's that? He's, oh, he's on fire, he's on fire. And, and more as well. I think, you know, I think, you know, the, the, with that pace in the side, like you were saying earlier, do, do you think, Callum, I just want to quickly ask you, do you think Kane will start? I would hope he wouldn't. Hmm. That's what Chris said, actually. I mean, we've got big games coming up. And, I mean, for a game against Burnley, who is a bit of a risk, to, and the physicality, I don't think he's match fit yet, to be honest. Yeah, but I think that's where I'm coming from. How can you get someone match fit if you don't play matches? That's kind of where I'm at. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. We've got enough firepower. I think we've proved over the last three, four weeks or so that we've got enough firepower to be able to uh, handle these types of uh, the teams. We hope so. We just heard Chris's view uh, from the Burn Express before saying that he doesn't think that they're going to park the bus or set up in that way. So that that would be encouraging for Spurs, I think. Yeah, I think our runners, if we get them in behind their full-backs, then we've got a good chance. Because obviously Lucas Moura was running around like crazy against Dortmund. Obviously he didn't do brilliant, but his runs does help and it does free up space for Son as well. Yeah, it's a good point. Good it, point. It's nice, isn't it? We've we've actually got options. I know, I know. That's why people say, oh, we need more players in the squad, you know. But, you know, we have got options, that's for sure. Mm. And to be honest, I think if you've got Sissoko as well making them runs from midfield, well, he's physical enough as you can get against a Burnley player. Uh, he's been immense, hasn't he? How good has Sissoko been this, this season? Quality. Uh, he, uh, uh, Someone who, he, let's be fair, at the start of the season, we were mugging off a bit. Yeah, we was, and you know, and that's coming from you know from from you as well. And in terms of different different support, you know, you're not a Spurs fan, as as the listeners know. Uh, generally, you look at Sissoko and think he's been immense. Yeah, he's been very, very, very good. One of the most improved players in the Premier League. Mm. I, I don't think you can drop him, Chris. Do you? No, it's uh, it, it's weird because at the start of the season, people were moaning and groaning about him. People were now singing his name. You were singing his name a minute ago. I, I do. Um, Generally, he, 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 you know, for for player development, he is is developed big time this season, and uh, yeah, he definitely deserves a uh, a place in the team. Um, Callum, we we don't actually know what you called in for because <laughs> yeah, Lee kind sorry, Lee, Lee yeah, kind of took over. But I was wondering, was it by chance a ghost story slash? Do you have any ghost stories? Um, I would say that the most elusive ghost that I've ever seen would be Jack Wilshire from the Arsenal <laughs> Love it. Cool the day. Very good. Get in there. Very, Get in there. very good. Well done, fella. Well done. Well done. You can call again, Callum. You can call again, pal. We appreciate you uh, you getting involved this evening. Thank you very much, Callum, uh, for getting involved. So, yeah, ghost stories. Ghosts. Okay, what you got do, for Do us, you guys believe on. in ghosts? I believe there's something there, yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, I mean, you know, as as someone who's been in and around the the, the Tottenham ground and what are laying anything being dug up? Have we noticed it's been on a on an ancient sort of burial ground or anything? Was it well, built on a burial ground? A guy called Mark, um, who who I bump into quite a lot around there. He lives nearby. He used to work 
at White Hart Lane Stadium. And he said that whenever um, anyone new started at the at the club, um, they would actually uh, tell them to go a particular route throughout the East Stand. Really? Because it was haunted. No way. Yeah, and, and things would always happen on their journey there Such and back. Such as? I don't know. I, I, he didn't go into much detail, but he said that something always happened. You know, things... Uh, Think m- noises Tr- and trophies falling out of the cabinet <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. where they went <laughs> um, but he, he always he always said that, that, that things happened and whenever they'd come back they always looked a little bit scared and, and they would say you're alright and they go yeah, yeah yeah and then you know longer down the line they, they would actually say what happened the East Stand was one of the main it was not the shelf the East Stand with the yeah. stand with uh, with the um, with the, pu- uh, the poles. Yeah, it was, it was yes. one. It was one yeah, of the main yeah, stands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the older version. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Why, why are we talking about ghosts? Well, because like, basically, what have you found? I mean, I, I've seen this video by. It's posted online by a girl called Farlina Carroll. Oh yeah. And um, she posted up a video saying, "So my dad's friend's wife took a video of uh, of this at a resort playground. Normally, I would say wind, but watch the last part. Tell me what you think. Do you know what? I'll retweet it onto my timeline. And um, basically, it's about it's this swing. Like, the, like there's no wind, but this yeah, yeah. swing is just constantly moving for like a few minutes. It's like that. It's like them what you get in the movies, isn't it? Like where um, you know it's an apocalypse or something like that. You know. And funny enough, funny enough, we have that's weird. We have the Ghostbuster of White Hart Lane on the line. No Mark chance. wants to talk about me? the White Hart Lane ghost. This Mark, is, this is weird. Are, are you with us and with the spirits? Yes, I am with you and the spirits. <laughs> Hello, Mark. It is Hello, you, Mark. isn't it? Spirit, he's <laughs> talking about Bacardi, mate. That's what he's on about. Bacardi and Smirnoff. <laughs> talk to yeah, us. Um, talk to us, Mark. Was, yeah, it, was the uh, East Stand was, haunted? Um, in the Second World War, they actually used the, the East Stand as a morgue up in the seating area on the concourse. No way. And and underneath the uh, lower bit of the uh, east end, a lot of the big um, houses used to put all their uh, valuables because of the, uh, the um, they were safer there because it was a big, strong structure. Yeah, yeah. You used to walk through the east end. It could be 90 degrees outside and it'd be ice cold. Really? Wow. It's a Anywhere bit like the studio. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, it's interesting you talk about the, the morgue and all that sort of stuff because that's that's what the Emirates is like. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, the, the East Stand was famous because it was, of course, di- designed by Archibald Leach, wasn't it? Yeah. And and it had that sort of box right up top. Yeah. Very that very. Is the, that is the they call that the crow's nest. The crow's nest. Ah, the crow's nest. Yeah, yeah and yeah. above there, above there was a press box. That was the press box, and above there was a set of lights. Yeah. And they were training lights. So when they, they didn't have the big floodlights up the, like, on the on the uh, poles, they didn't use their main lights above there. Yeah, it's quality. I mean, I mean, do you does that has that changed your views at all in, in, on ghosts and? Did and, you see any Mark? Did you see any like in and around the state? Did you sit like? Did you yes, have any we like? Did. Um, really? What, what like what Chris was saying? Um, we used to go into the east and lock up a certain. Way and a new guy would start and he'd be walking around the stadium. He'd come back and he'd go, sort of like, What's the matter, mate? And he'd just sort of, <laughs> Nothing, nothing, nothing. And then we got it out of him. He said, I've seen something. And I said, What do you mean? We were like joking with him. 
What's your name? You've seen something. And he went, at the top of the stairs, in the east reception, there was someone standing at the top of the stairs. No way. And no one told anything about him. That's creepy. I've got to walk walk in the dark streets when I leave this dude. I'm getting a bit worried. Yeah, I know, but it's (laughs) a bit scared. And and, in 91, they redone the boxes and done away with some of the shelf. And there was a corridor. Uh, If you turn the lights off, you could not see your hand in front of your face because there was no windows, nothing. (laughs) I'm getting scared. (laughs) Right? But we never, ever turned the lights off on that corridor for that reason. Right? And you used to walk along now and you'll hear someone talking. Right? And you'll get on the radio to the boys over the other side. Do us a favour. Is there anybody in Worcester, uh, Worcester Avenue? No. I can hear voices again. No way. Yeah. And I've actually walked along the corridor and something ice cold has gone straight through me. Wow. Oh, the ghost of White Hart Lane. Honestly. The great, ghost. Do you know what's the thing? You know, I, I'm, I get to visit, you know, like old grounds. One of the creepiest I think is like, you know, Portman Road, Ipswich. I think it's one of the most creepiest I grounds. It's, right. it's creepy, man. Portman Road's a creepy ground. They've got a lot of like very old faces on the wall, like, you know, people's pictures and stuff, and it's very creepy. But, Mark, I mean, genuinely, um, you know, I appreciate you calling in. Um, what, what are you, what are you ghost catching, ghost busting tonight, or is it a night off? No, I'm just a uh, night off tonight. Night off tonight. I'm looking forward to uh, the Saturday's game. Like what Chris was saying about the games, we've just got to take. Don't think about winning. Thing we've just got to take every game as it comes. Let's get over that hurdle, then we can move on. Don't worry about the bigger picture. Let's just keep carry on and pulling out the results. Can I just say? This is why it takes me so long to do the stadium updates. Meeting people like Mark, who used to work there, he's full of stories. And if we had another hour, he still wouldn't Mark, be finished. Mark, we want you back on, mate. We want you back on. I want what. Do you know what? We should do a special when the new stadium opens and memories of the lane. We should really mm. do that. And Mark, I'd love to have you uh, in the building with us. Thank you so much for coming on tonight, pal. Do you know what? That has really capped off our little ghost story That's segment. Weird. And I'd love to hear from you over the week at Last Word on Spurs, at Love Spot Reddit, at Media Aaron. You can talk. Tweet McAneega, you can tweet Chris Cowlin. Tweet us your ghost stories. Let us know if you've seen anything dodgy in the East. Yeah, Have you seen anything dodgy in the East, Lee? I've seen a load of dodgy you've seen stuff. <laughs> I've seen a load of dodgy stuff. And it's not it's about <laughs> ghosts, mate, to be fair. but uh, Very I, I, quickly, looking ahead to the game. Yeah, so uh, a couple of bits of injury news um, brought, to, brought to us for our own Ricky Sacks. So uh, thanks thanks for sorting this out, Rick, for us. Uh, Kane and Davies are back in training. Deli Alley is working outside, um, although his recovery is going very well. Um, Danny Rose is ill, and so he is a doubt, which I wanted to bring over to Chris, actually. So what, what does that mean? Does that mean that we get a bit of Yang Vertonghen? Uh, ben Davis might be back. I know, but, yeah, but what do you do? I mean, Yang Vertonghen. I don't think Jan Vertonghen will be playing left back uh, in a league game. I think it worked well, very well against Dortmund, Dortmund, but yeah. I don't think it'll Save be a league for game. the Champions League. Yeah. What are you going for? What's your prediction? One nil Spurs. One nil Spurs. Sunny. I'm going three one Tottenham Hotspur, and this is the new tune for Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Thank you very much, <laughs> <laughs> Macaniga. Thank you, Chris. Thank you to everyone you. who called in. Thank you for listening. Last word on Spurs and Love Sport.
Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.